Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from the Rock of Gainesville. I'm going to be glad to be in the house this morning. Come on. It's okay. Dolphins are playing right now, so... I didn't check any game scores, but if you do know a game score, I might hit you up right after service if you know what the game score is right now. Love my Dolphins. Well, it's an honor as always to bring the word. Um, Pastor George sends his love. I talked to him yesterday. He sends his love. Um, finishing up these last few treatments, praise God, and then should be back with us in the saddle um, around a little after Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving time. So I'm looking forward to it. It's just been, it's a, it's a journey. It's been a battle. Um, but I know I can speak for him and, and for Pastor Susie. He's absolutely grateful for every one of you who stepped up and prayed over these years, just loved on them, and just been who you're called to be in this house. That, to me, I believe for Pastor Jordan and Suzanne is the greatest blessing, that you've continued in faithfulness to be the people you're called to be. So I want to I wanna give you a round of applause of thank you. <laughs> this one. And give yourself a round of applause. Thank you for continuing in faithfulness to our Lord. Well... We're going to get into this word. I'm going to continue on a little bit of the vein. My brother, Pastor Hector, started last week uh, with his message, Help Flow. And today, our message is titled, Heart to Help. We're still talking about that subject of helping and what that really means in the body of Christ. And I'm going to jump right back on one of the scriptures to intro that Pastor Hector started with last week in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. If somebody say helper. helper, a helper fit for him. Now we can look at that verse real quick and I'll give you a little bit of intro here. A, a, a verse like that in the scripture and be like, well, I'm not married and maybe I feel like I'm called to be single. So I'm going to stay here. That's not really for me. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth because every word of the scripture is for all of us. Okay. It's for all of us. Because if you're succeeding in a thing, then you should probably be one speaking that thing to somebody else, which we're going to see some of that in this text that we're going to get into this morning. And if you've not yet received something, the truth be told, you might not see the bigger revelation because when we see God's direction and revelation in marriage, the truth is everybody is impacted by that institution in here today. doesn't matter if you ever walk down the aisle, as I had the privilege to do coming up on 25 years now ago. Yeah, come on. And that girl be aging like a fine wine. <laughs> Bless the Lord, oh my soul. So, so whether that's you or whether you're single, whatever, everybody's impacted by this because guess where God begins this thing of relationships and helping one another in this place of marriage and then children coming about. Because even, you know, in the day that we live in today, some of you guys have had rough pasts and you've been estranged from family. But guess what? Everybody got a mama. And everybody got a daddy. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you had the involvement of whatever your convictions are with IVF and all that. There was a sperm and an egg. So everybody has a mother and a father. Because what God does often in, in, in scripture and in history is he begins things in seed form, which will then produce the larger infrastructure, which he has already intended for it to be. So God didn't be like, mm, I think I'll try that. 
And um, I haven't given any thought to how this is going to look 10, 15, 20, 100, 1,000 years from now. He's already thought that through. Okay? So when God creates us, he says, you know what? It's not good for this man to be alone. I'm going to make a helper fit for him. He wasn't just thinking Adam wanted him a fine lady on his side that he could do the work of this garden with. And he could look over and say, hey, girl, while he's working in the garden. God had bigger things in mind. So all of humanity's connection and connectivity with relationship would begin because we said, or, or God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. He needs a helper fit for him. So this doesn't just apply to this concept. That's one I, I want to spring off of that, which I think Pastor Hector did an amazing job doing last week. So now our primary scripture for today is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16. Let's read together. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain, say we all, we all. not just some, till we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Look at your neighbor and tell him, grow up. <laughs> grow up. We need it. We need it. We need each other to grow up. Now, we're going to read an entire chapter here in a second. And the reason why I want this chapter here, our primary text, like I said, is Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. But I want to give this as a backdrop of part of what we're talking about. We're talking about helping, but we want to talk, like we said just a minute ago, on the heart to help, which if we look biblically at it, love is absolutely essential for us in the actions that we take. So where do we go for love a lot of times? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we hear about love. Let's, 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 let's go through this chapter very quickly as a background to us jumping back into Ephesians 4. So 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It is, does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they'll pass away. As for tongues, they'll cease. As for knowledge, it'll pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is? Love. Is love. Is love. Lord, we thank you for your word today. I'm just declaring a blessing over this time that we have ears to hear and eyes to see what you would speak to us today from your word. In Jesus' name, everybody said. 
Amen. So, as we're talking about this thing of love and about helping one another in the body of Christ, um, the concept of help, I mean, Pastor Hector got into last week, is essential for us to understand. Help is really the most practical way that we see this thing come about of how we serve and love one another. I think Pastor Hector said in his message last week, how can I help should be the heart that we come to situations with. I look at this situation and say, how can I help? Not how can I be right. Let me say it again. Not how can I be right. Not how can I gain some benefit for me out of the situation. Not how I can best massage this with my controlling spirit in order that it would turn out like I would like it to. Let that one sit there too. But how can I help? Because see, this is the reality. Doing things to help others is the most selfless act that can be done in this life. Because if we have the heart to help, it is that I actually want the best for you. Even if sometimes it's to my hurt. Even if sometimes it's to my loss. Even if sometimes I got to kick out a little extra cash that I could have used for something else. Even if my schedule is now put on hold because I needed to do something for you, help is a selfless act. Okay? Let's look at what it means. Let's look at this definition of help. What does it mean to help? To give assistance or support to someone, to provide someone with something that is useful or necessary in achieving an end. To make more pleasant or bearable. To be of use to. To change for the better. So the question in this thing of having a heart to help, one of the questions today I'd ask you is, do you want for your interactions with other people and for the way in which you offer help is for them to be changed for the better? Again, let us sink in. Because, men, we are, our default is self-service. Even when it doesn't look that way to everybody else, oftentimes our default as human beings is self-service. But we got to get that mindset of, man, how can I be an assistance to you in order that you will be changed for the better? In order that your life would benefit and grow in some way, shape, or form as designed by God. And this is how I want us to kind of approach this idea of helping today. So here's our question, and we're going to get into a few points here. How are you helping the body of Christ to grow and be built up in love? I'm going to leave that there just for a minute before we jump into the rest. Think about it to yourself. How are you helping the body of Christ to grow and be built up in love? It's, it's one of those things that we have to take seriously because what it means is, as Galatians 5 tells us, we are God's fellow workers. So in that scripture, the context of that one is that some plant, some water, but God gives the growth. We're trusting that we're working with him, but he has given us a part to play in the process. And sometimes this thing of helping each other becomes challenging because why? You make me mad. I uh, see, so you man, you're so mild-mannered and chill, Pastor Jane, you don't get mad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I 
I just stop sometimes and play the video ahead in my mind before I respond to certain things. I'm like, how is this going to play out in five years if I cuss you out? <laughs> my wife lives with me. Ask her. You know, she'll be right up here after church with, with a line to tell you how <laughs> that I do get frustrated and mad and angry at certain things. But you got to stop and think, 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 people. How does this play out if I do what I want to do? Again, what the flesh wants to respond in. Or can I stop myself and say, you know what, God, how can I help here? How can I help in this situation? What would be the way for me to approach this humbly and graciously in order that the will of God would be advanced and the kingdom would be lifted up? You know, this thing, this is, this, is a, this is a complete bonus. This is not in the scripture that I'm dealing with in the message this week. You know, one of the things we, we drive by in the church in, in our instructions from the Apostle Paul is his instructions about lawsuits. We're like, wait, we're getting in lawsuits? Yeah. Because there's a principle Paul gives us there. He says, why do you go before unbelievers to have your disputes settled when you could settle them in the church? And basically what he's saying, why are you allowing the church to be defamed? Because we look bad to the world and we look disunified and we look dishonoring one to another. But because I got to get mine, I got to go hit up this court. And he even says, how, how much better to suffer wrong so that we don't make Jesus look bad out here in the culture? Tell your neighbor, grow up. <laughs> you got to grow up. We got to grow up. First one. Man, I'm having a good, already I'm having a good time. I don't know about you. I'm, this is the word. Woo, yeah, the word is good. Get a sip of this water, let it cool down a minute. So first thing, how are you helping? Receive, receive the truth of God's word to grow and be a healthy believer, ready to contribute to the work of the ministry. I'd encourage you that today. Receive the truth of God's word to grow and be a healthy believer ready to contribute to the work of the ministry. Because that's where it begins. That's where, that's where this thing that Jesus speaks of, that he was so adamant about while he was here in this time on the planet of us not being hypocrites. Because the work needs to be real in me before I bring it to thee. <laughs> okay? Come on now. The work better be real in me before I bring it to thee. Because then I'm the person, oh, you ought to do this and she ought to do that. And then did you clean up your closet first, bruh? I'm just saying, you over here trying to offer me cleaning services, but your house needs a little assistance. Just a little bit. Go ahead. Take it back to the house and take a look at what we got going on before I want to offer all my solutions to everybody else. Actually, that'll be a great springboard from which I can offer solutions to everybody else because I was like, guess what? I saw the Lord do that work in my life and in my house. He wants that for you. Then I can humbly offer it instead of me trying to point to everybody else's stuff first, which is why Matthew 7 says what it says. Get the speck out of your eye so you can see clearly to help your brother remove the plank from their eye. It doesn't say leave the speck in your eye because we just all around here, just we're blind. No help's going to happen. No, I actually deal with what's in my life. So then I can go to my brother or sister and do what? Help. There it is again. So I can help. Ephesians 4, 11 through 14. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of 
ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. So we're able to contribute to this work of the ministry. If you go back to the Greek here, the word is diakonia, diakonia, which is service, ministering, promoting religion or worship of God among men by command of God and also those who help meet needs. So if I could break it into two there for you, it's a proclamation and a promotion of God's word and his truth and also helping in every way you can to meet needs. All right? If we want to sum it up, right there, that's the work of the ministry. You're proclaiming and prophesying and declaring the word, so even the one who's unsaved gets to receive it, and the one who's already saved gets to hear it, be built up, grow, be equipped further. And then if there's needs, I go and I meet needs. So if you wanted a definition, there it is right there, the work of the ministry. So when we make a call for you to join a group to go out and help a widow, work of the ministry. When we call you for all pro dads, work of the ministry. When we call you to change diapers, work of the ministry. When we call you to mop, set up tables, break down tables, set up chairs, work of the ministry. When we call you and say, hey, would you like to give towards this because this family is struggling and in need, work of the ministry. All of that. The work of service. And our heart should be one to help in love. Come on. Our hearts should be one to help in love, not, ah, well, I guess I got to get up in here and do this. If not, Pastor Ron's going to be mad at me. I mean, he probably won't. He probably won't. He won't even talk bad about you. I know, because I talk to Pastor Ron a lot. But it should be that we want to help in love. Help in love. Second one, speak truth in love with Humility. Verse 15 of the chapter says, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. So speak truth in love with humility. How many ever had somebody speak truth to you but without love? <laughs> How many of you have ever been the one to speak truth but not in love? <laughs> yeah, more people can identify with that one. Okay, yep, me, uh-huh. That wasn't quite packaged up the way it should have been in love. But I want to get it. I think we're going to hit everybody this morning because I have four areas where we have this speaking of truth that needs to happen in love. So the first one we dealt with in that last point, overall pro promoting and proclaiming God's word. So we need to be those who are declaring what God's word says out there in the world, but also in here in the church and in our relationships with friends. We're proclaiming what God's truth says, but we do so in love. Here's these next three, though, are a little more challenging sometimes, if we're honest. The second one is general relationship challenges. So now it gets more on the ground. How do I speak to my son who's going through something and I need to bring a word of correction or direction to him? How do I speak to my spouse? about how that talk went, or maybe it was a little bit of a louder talk <laughs> yesterday. How do I speak to that coworker? How do I speak to that employee? That's relationship challenges. Do we bring it in love or do we bring it in just, you'll be fine, you'll get over it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You'll be all right, bro, take a lap, walk it off, you'll be good. In love. Here's the next one, this is a good one right now. Doctrinal disagreements. Mm, in the church family, in the church house. 
I disagree with a brother or sister in this church or in another church about doctrine. Again, not primary. Let's get it straight. Not primary things such as that God is the creator of all, that the Trinity exists, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that Jesus Christ is the only way, truth, and the life, that the Holy Spirit has been dispensed for all of us to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. Again, those are foundational things that all of us, but, but, but little changes, right? I had a beautiful opportunity this week to work from some, with some brothers in the Anglican church, and I was so humbled that the Lord let us partner together. You know, I'm like, here we got these brothers from the Anglican church. Here's me from the non-denominational charismatic church, and we're together. And what was our goal? To preach the gospel to kids and love on them and pray for them. And I said, oh, God, this is beautiful, man. Different. I'm sitting there, and they're doing the Anglican church service with the, with the, with the liturgy and everything like that. And I was like, we're worshiping God. Amen. Hallelujah. And they're like, dude, bring your guitar next time and do some worship. I was like, I will. 100%. Don't want to ask me twice. Well, we're coming together. There might be some doctrinal disagreement, but we bring it to get each other in love. They're still my brothers and my sisters in Christ. That person sitting, look around. Look around. I want you to scan the room. You might disagree on something. Those are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay? Don't be misrepresenting Jesus in the culture. Please. Please. I'll ask you nicely first before I be trying to hide you. Go back over here until you get it. Don't misrepresent us out here. <laughs> but in love, right? In love. And the last one. So this is, this is important right now because, good God, this election season seems to have never ended the last few years. Social and political disagreements. Lord, have mercy. That's fine. There's, some of them are super important. Some of them are not. So in the essential ones, don't talk about it because you're red, blue, middle, left, right, center, whatever. Talk about it from this is what the word of God says, and I stand with what God says on this. I stand with what the Lord says on this. That is a wonderful place to come back to. But we do it what? We speak the truth in love. In love. Realize that all of these things are a part of what causes the body of Christ to grow up because we're called to what? As the scripture right there says in verse 13, the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So we are all called to come together in the unity of the faith. And the third one, look to fulfill your role in the body of Christ. Verse 15 and 16, look to fulfill your role in the body of Christ. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. When each part is working properly, look to fulfill your role in the body of Christ. Verse 16, when each part is working properly. I'm going to hammer that a little more. When each part is working properly. So look at your neighbor again and tell them, grow up. Because I need you. When we say grow up to a brother and sister in Christ, it ain't grow up because I'm tired of you and if you get your stuff together, then I wouldn't have to deal with all your junk, bro. Make my life easier. 
No, it's because I need you. I need you. How many of you know what that is? It's a 9-volt battery in particular. It's got the little cap on there. Whoever came up with that was brilliant because if you leave these around other metals and, and there's conduction, then there's going to be a drain of the battery and all that stuff. But the little plastic thing is on there. So if y'all are some of the people who take them off, don't take them off to get ready to use it. It's to preserve the battery, okay? <laughs> but last Sunday morning, we were launched right into worship. We're playing away, and my guitar, not every part was working properly. I had a dead battery in the backside of that that amplification system, which is inside those guitars. And if you know anything, I'm, I guess I'm not that popular. I'll, I'll say it anyway. Taylor guitars drain batteries. If you know anything about guitar, any, how many guitar players in the house or enjoy guitar enthusiasts? Taylor guitars will drain batteries pretty quick. So I got to change regularly. I forgot to change it sooner. So I'm there and I'm like, what is that sound? And I'm looking back and PT's back there and Jim's back there. I'm like, y'all fix that now. You know I'm a loving and gracious man, but get to it, bro. <laughs> then I see Jim show up with the battery, and I was like, ah, it's on me, kids. <laughs> ah! So I go over here, pull this thing off, and this right here. Now, here's what I want to show you. In, God, in his great mercy and kindness, that guitar situation is kind of like how it is in the body of Christ. We can get by all right, my boy Brent was over there killing it over here on the other acoustic guitar. Yeah, right, right. Brent bringing the energy as he always does and the passion. So he was there already, but I had certain parts I was playing, right? And also the mix was preset, if you know anything about music. Now I'm sitting here, I'm overcooking Pastor Tad's grits because I took one instrument out of the mix, which he already spent the morning preparing. <laughs> so I'm like, nah, I don't want to just drop it, so let's get this back in. So, but there could have been ways. You know, you can mic a guitar externally. The guitar still plays. It's still functioning as a whole. But because it's missing that one part working properly, there was just a hitch. As, as what, is, what does Pastor Ron say sometimes? And Pastor Ed, a little hitch in the giddy-up. You know what I'm saying? It's a little hitch. Not quite functioning as it needed to be. Why? Because every part's not working properly. So my encouragement to you is you might not think that you're not working properly as a big deal, but it's impacting someone. Who is that relationship that you need to go and fix and deal with? It's impacting somebody. Is there a ministry that you're supposed to be serving in that you're not? It's impacting somebody. What is that part that you're supposed to play at work in representing Christ in all that you do, glorifying God in everything? Are you bringing the full weight there? It's impacting somebody. Is there a family member that needs the gospel and you're the one who's supposed to deliver the message? It's impacting somebody. Is there a prayer you're supposed to pray? Is there something that one of your family members needs or a close neighbor? You're not supplying is impacting somebody somewhere and will have a ripple effect somewhere. But God in his mercy, the whole ship won't sink. But guess what? As we just talked about a minute ago, we are his fellow workers, so you are not fulfilling the role that you have been called to. You are not fully expressing the thing that you have been established to do. You are not fulfilling that position that God has uniquely placed you in. You're not seeing the full restoration of a relationship that needs, maybe needs restoration. Why? Because that part is not working properly. And guess what happens? Right? We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. 
So the growth process God has involves you at a very specific cellular level in the body of Christ. You are a part of the process because if you are functioning properly, then it makes the body grow so it builds itself up in love. So you guys know maybe folks around in our church, in your families who are dealing with an illness like Pastor George's, when there is a malfunction somewhere or something that does not work as it is completely supposed to, there can be major consequences. Because the body, as designed by God in perfection, is supposed to heal itself, is supposed to function and bring life and energy and enable us to then go forward and do what we're called to do. But when there's a problem, okay? How many of y'all had the Rona back in the COVID era? <laughs> I said back in the COVID era because it's not, 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 not quite as crazy as it was. When some of you went down with the Rona, you went down. You were like, Lord Jesus, deliver me or take me home. <laughs> like, well, I know where I'm at at eternity. If you want to go ahead and take me now, it's fine. I got, I got some, I don't know whether it was that, but something similar a couple years ago. And I was like, I was like, baby, the life insurance is <laughs> it's in that folder because <laughs> I'm going down. Because you're feeling, you're feeling horrible. It's not, things aren't functioning like they're supposed to. I want you to see and realize that when we don't step up and function as we're supposed to, supplying every joint as we're supposed to, working properly, we are causing a malfunction in the body of Christ. And again, God in his mercy is keeping the ship going. But you're missing out on the part you're supposed to, and so are your relationships that you're called to. Why would we want to miss out? It's like the way I am with marriage. I'm like, if I can have a, 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 a 15 out of 20 with that woman over there, why would I want to struggle and have a fight all the time? It's not going to be easy just because of my good looks. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm just playing. No, really. Like, like I honestly ask that question to people. I think I told y'all what I told this, uh, this waitress on my, our last anniversary. We were out to dinner, and this waitress asked a question. She was looking at us. We looked so happy, having a good time, where we're talking and joking and eating our food and whatever and get ready to order some dessert. And the girl's like, oh, it's so sweet. You guys married 24 years. Like, what's your secret? And I stopped. I said, oh. I said, you really want to know? I said, most people don't want to know my secret. And she was like all excited, had her little pen and pad, getting ready to take my next thing for dessert. And I said, I said, lean in. I said, learn how to die to yourself. And she, went, and she was so cute, cute little waitress. She was so sweet. My wife will tell you. She was like, did you say die? <laughs> I said, yes, yeah, sweetie. I said, die. I said, learn how to die to yourself and serve the other person. I said, because guess what you have when both people do that? You got a win-win. Now, if I do it all day long and she refuses, I still need to do it because I'm dying to myself in honor of the Lord and loving my neighbor, whether or not she chooses to. But man, let me tell you, when we both do, <laughs> yes. we, are, we are doing the electric slide in marriage. And some of you guys are not dancing in your relationships yet because you haven't said, I, I, I don't really have a heart to help. You haven't really been honest with yourself. 
you got to take that selfishness down and raise that love meter up and that I want to help meter up. So today as we, as we close this thing out, remember that. I'm going to read you one more quote here and then we're going to stand and pray. Listen to this. With growth in the body of Christ and love, there's no Christian maturity or true Christian ministry without love. And every act of love in the name of Christ is valued and remembered by him as each part is working properly. Isn't that good? That's, 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 that's a commentary out of the ESV study Bible. Listen to it again. There's no Christian maturity or true Christian ministry without love. And every act of love in the name of Christ is valued and remembered by him as each part is working properly. So again, remember, that wasn't just a joke when I was telling you to hit your neighbor and say, grow up. We need each other to grow up. Because then what happens? We all grow up into the head who is Christ as the body builds itself in love, and as you all and I supply what we are supposed to to that part of the process. So come on, stand with me today. I want you to think through this today. Consider today, where is that place that I have to be built up and encouraged and challenged so that I can offer what I'm supposed to in the body of Christ at every level, from the big macro level down to the little micro level. What am I supposed to be offering? And where is it that the enemy has tried to hold me up and cause me either due to selfishness, personal opinions, personal preferences, hurts of the past where I've put up windows, put up, I mean, put up doors, that I've stopped short, said, no, 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 we're not doing that. I'm not going there. I'm not speaking any truth in love there. I'm not speaking anything. And I'm definitely not doing it in love. Where are those places where the Lord says, man, open up to what I want you to do. Because my grace is sufficient. Because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I don't think some of y'all get that yet. His strength is actually made perfect in your weakness. So sometimes we're like, well, God, I'm super strong here. I want to go and, and I'm going to do this because oh, I'm ready here. Then another place, I don't quite want to go there. But actually, that weak place is where God's strength is perfected. I'll tell you a little story. Um, back in the day, you guys know Fabian Chapov, P. Fabe. Um, they're in Tampa now. Uh, he, he told me something about, um, about the baseball team when he was baseball chaplain for UF years ago. He said he talked to Andy Lopez, who used to be the coach at, at, at Florida years ago, and said, man, the guys love going to areas for practice where they're strong. He said, but I want them to go to the places where they're weaker so that they can build those skill sets more. I know it. I played sports and I play instruments. And where do you go? <laughs> you play that song I already know. <laughs> right? Tom, where, where's Tom? Tom plays golf with me. He knows. What do I love to do? Chip and putt because I do that pretty good. What do I not do as well? Hit off the tee. So I don't want to practice that that much. I like to go where I'm strong. But the truth of your spiritual life is you got to go to the place where you're weak because the Lord's like, that's where I'm going to bring some healing. That's where I'm going to bring a miracle. That's where I'm going to bring growth in your life. That's where I'm going to show up on your behalf and you're going to be able to look and see, no, 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 it wasn't about me, but it was about him. So would you open up this morning and see where that is? Prayer team, go ahead and come on down.
I want to encourage this morning. If you have an area, if you have a situation, you have something you need to step up, step up in, step up by the grace and the mercy of God and say, Lord, help me have the heart to help. Help me have the heart to receive what you're wanting me to do in this area of growing in love and service in the proper, fullest context I can. So I'm going to pray for you this morning. And if that's you, you need to lock arms with somebody or you need prayer for some other area. As always, this team's up here. If you need healing, you need some direction, clarity, struggle, you're going through these prayer warriors are here. They've been praying all week and they would love to stand and lock arms with you. But let's pray over everyone today on this subject. Lord, thank you for your truth. Thank you that you are the one who gives us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And God, as we come to you, Father, we can open up our heart to receive what you want us to receive so that we can move forward in a way that's helpful for the growth of the body of Christ, healing every relationship, Father, and the body building itself up in love, Lord, so that more and more and more we grow up into Christ. I pray over everyone today, Lord, that we come with humility. And Lord, we open up our ears and open up our eyes and the thing that you are specifically putting a finger on today and pointing to saying, deal with that, that we open up our ears, we open up our eyes and we say, okay, Lord, yes. And then another step, where's that person I need to go to, that relationship I need to go to, the area of my life I need to grow in. Where is that? That ministry I need to step into, that issue I need to deal with at work or that with that family member, that I can say, man, I am receiving God's heart to help as the heart to help that he's placing in me. The mindset of walking in love and service in every way that he's called me to. In Jesus' name. I just declare a blessing over your word this morning, God, in the hearts of your people. Let us be those, God, who are surrendering on a continual basis, saying, make us more and more and more like who you are. That from one degree of glory to another, we're conforming more to the image of God in Christ Jesus. So we thank you this morning for this house, God, and I thank you for the work that you're doing in each life, God. You, like you've already said, you've begun a good work and you're not going to stop. You're going to complete it until the day of Jesus. And I declare it over every life. In here, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.